lost. Who lost that argument? Well, Neil Joe, Young did. Joe Rogan back. got millions of subscribers. Yeah. Neil right. Young sold millions of albums. But oh, that's a good point. Public yeah. Access America missed two-thirds of its audience because people boycotted Spotify. So uh, who are you really hurting in that Yeah, it's always the little guy who gets the pinch. Sure. Yeah, right. And I so mm. the first thing I did, I went to the Joe Rogan website and said, I'll be on your show because I think that's what's important, the counter- the counter conversation, rational people having rational conversations. Yeah, they get in the weeds. We say some stupid stuff, but that's the point. Americans say some stupid stuff, and they need to know they have the space to unsay it or, or elaborate, right? Oh, that's, I think, really important. I think that's what's missing from social media is the yeah. uh, giving people the ability to say, look, I said something dumb, or, yeah. you know, I'm not that person anymore. I don't even believe, like, I, I agree with you. That version of me is, well, he said it's stupid. Right. I don't think that way anymore. Change me. don't do I that. said it so you would change me and in hopes change the world that feels the same way that's how i feel it is time now for something positive we might be headed to the promised land the of promised speaking land, the truth the land. and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition of conscience of conscience because conscience. that is how it works this is the beginning, it is not the finale, and that's why we're here, and that's why we rally, 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 rally. We've got to be that creative minority. Creative minority. Creative minority. Find a way to get in the way. I got in trouble. It was good trouble. It was necessary trouble. Franklin, I know we've got to do something. And right on. we're back at an we're back yeah, thank with another you. episode of Public Access America. My name's Jason. His name's still Marco, and his name is still Zach. And I wanted—I had two questions for each of you. One is a landmine, and one is a tough question. Which one wants to go first? <laughs> Can you guys come up with hear, the consensus? I want to hear Zach first. Okay, All Zach. Right, I'll go. What's your problem? Oh, mm-hmm. my problem. Oh, I don't even. <laughs> Man, I'm on the couch. I don't know. The hardest what questions is... are the open-ended, simple ones. You know what I mean? What aggressive is aggressive therapy? What, what is my problem? My problem. Oh no, is, I just wanted like... to make sure it wasn't aggressive. That's why we did the whole first hour, so that you knew I didn't hate him. But... <laughs> it's been softening you up, man. Just put you on I mean, the couch. Yeah. What's your problem? Life doesn't stop. Like it just keeps coming. Like there's no pause. There's not like a video game where I can just hit pause and walk right? away for a moment. I can't walk away from life. That's that's my problem. And it just starts piling on. And the more I ignore it, the worse it gets. And so I try and find time to put everything in. And then, but there isn't enough time. So things just seem to add up more and more. And I can't, I can never find the point where I'm either on on point or ahead of it. You can, I don't feel like I can ever get ahead of things. Like everything is always coming at me. So I just wish that I could pause. That's all I want. Like for a week. Just give me like like anesthesia or anesthesia and just like put me put me to sleep just wow. for like one week. Just let me like and then you can give me anesthesia. And I'll take anesthesia and you can have yeah. the anesthesia. <laughs> give me anesthesia. I'm anesthesia. I'm kind of a happy guy. <laughs> that was morally incorrect. I apologize. I get right. it. That's why it's fun. No, that's <laughs> Anti joke. Only by your morals. You're not a good person. <laughs> we only live by your morals if you continue to question them among other people, right? Mm. I do. I do agree with you, Zach. Like, 
I would play that game Sim City, and once my city became too much to control, I just wiped it out and started it again. And I always wished that like mm. life would give me that moment to just organize shit and and get prepared for the next day. You yeah. know, it's like can I just nuke everything and just start over? <laughs> just like come on, let me like, give me. I don't want to make that decision this time. Let's do a different. Yeah, I can't. Route. I can't come even on, afford please. to get to that desert island, but I think I'd like it there once I got there. <laughs> Arthur C. Clarke did. Yeah. What's your next worry? Where's the coconut? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Man. Okay. Do you do you have anything to say to your friend about how he's feeling right now, Marco? Do I have anything to say? Is that, oh, is that is he done yeah. with his questions? Okay. Yeah, he's um, feeling he's feeling overwhelmed, stressed. There's too much on his plate, and so are you, and so is everybody else. But you know. Yeah, I think that's just life. That's not yeah. that's not like, you know. Me, me and my that's just life that's one perspective that that also contains a majority of any podcast audience like we're all feeling stressed overwhelmed and i'm just wondering if there's simple solutions marco might have to help help calm that a little bit for everybody not just you i'm sorry uh you need for me it's music um that's why i love to sing and you you either need to create music or you need to listen to it and maybe it's not music but some form of art i think that is that's really what art is um is just self-therapy and as long as you have some form of yeah, expression yeah, some form you your imagination i think does serve a critical role in in managing your stress when you, i mean because the way i look at life is like this everything you do is a management of stress everything i mean even if you're like right now i'm twiddling my nails as i speak that's a Me management too. of stress Damn it yeah so everything you do the way you talk the way you look at things the way you move the way mm. you breathe down to every core of your being is a management of stress and in, in, in varying levels right yeah. just like managing dementia which i think we all suffer from which is most of us have it under control you know uh it's sanity spectrum, is right yeah sanity is a fluid thing i i think it's uh more like a wave kind of like existence but yeah. without getting too confusing but um that that will i think will center you you know, no matter what you're going through in life, you can find, hmm. you can find a way out of it. I, I yeah. yeah, as I say, this right. too shall pass. I, what, I, what I've tried to do, and it's unsuccessfully, because I felt the same way Zach did. I, I tried to work on tomorrow's stuff so that tomorrow I have to work on the next day's stuff and then the next day's stuff. But I'm always like one day away from, I could take a day right because <laughs> i worked on tomorrow it's gonna suck for me if i don't work on tomorrow today but i have that at least one day of buffer zone i don't know if you can do that when other people are relying on you though you know well yeah mm-hmm. that's uh something i can't relate with not right not technically um but yeah i i think it for me the goal is always satisfaction i i'm completely willing to work as hard as i have to to get something as long as i can develop whatever that a, a goal let's mm. say um and and the goal of the goal is to be satisfied once i have it um not to just use it as a platform to convince myself i need more right you know and really that's an argument for i think uh materialism you know because that's what we're raised to be is these consumers it's a really ugly sort of framework that we're raised in i yeah. think yeah yeah and uh you know we're just like just consume just buy just always want more 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 and it's not it's not healthy yeah i told my roommate i was like if you have a job if you don't have a job 100 bucks in your account or five thousand, there's always a package at our door you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> isn't that something yeah 
Yeah, it's weird. Our roommates yeah. were the same way. Yeah. You were talking about a search for patience, and then consumer and consumerism just flies right in the face of that. Are we getting? Yeah. Are we going to get past that as a society, or is it just going to no, get worse? No, I think it's going to get worse. I think uh, I think that people are worried about AI. I'm worried about McDonald's AI. I think that we're going to be incorporated. You know, our psyche is going to be incorporated into something—the ultimate version of a consumer, whatever that is. Right. Whether, you know, I think eating the universe is eventually what it's going to be. You know, what can we? Because I mean, like I think I have. Let's like here's a fun thought. The elitists, the elites of the world, the the, the civilization builders and managers, mm-hmm. they're I think in undeniably, let's say, evil, right? They, they don't they don't they don't conduct themselves with the same morality that we at do best, because they at can't. best they're self serving at worst. Right, at best. So what is their goals? What do they want? Well, they just want more fourteen year olds and cocaine, and you know, I mean, w- what do you get with more power? What do you really get? You know, Dan Bilzerian right. had a great point. It's like it's it he's it's better to be the the guy trying to be him than to be him because that person is always getting victories there's always something to celebrate he's at the top what does he celebrate right. he didn't sound satisfied so that's uh that's why satisfaction i think to me is the most important thing in life so when you say it's a consumer culture and it, consumerism is that just buying things or is that more than just buying things because i don't find myself buying anything it's not just all. Most Except of the consumption, <laughs> I think, is the idea. It's just drowning in, in, in the ideas of wanting things rather than actually owning them. Huh. So you're just sort of possessed. You're just, you know, from the moment you wake up, everything you do, everywhere you go, you're being bothered to 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 be enticed, right? This constant, um, like, like the Bible says, you know, the devil is constantly, you know, teasing you. He's constantly trying to get your attention. I'm not religious. I'm just using that, that as an example. Is that a, is, is that a bad right, thing? I think the, the, I think so. I think it's it's bad because we have developed. Sorry, I wanted to segue into a Satan conversation, but we're not there yet. (laughs) No, no, I'm down. Yeah, I'm down with that. Um, I just think think being tempted by the devil isn't so bad. I mean, he was once an archangel. Like, if he came down and gave us knowledge, and God was the one like hiding it, then why are we upset with the devil? And how do we know that that's the the answer? Because knowledge brings suffering. We constantly suffer. So that's what God was saving us from is that he was saving us from himself. In other words, he was his job. His role was that he had to carry the knowledge of the universe because he can't die. So he's always knowing more. And that's a, that's a state of suffering, a state of stress and giving that to his most beloved creation would be an immoral act. And that's what the devil did. He did the greatest immoral act of all. He gave us the keys to the kingdom. He gave us the keys of the universe. So here, look, this is what God knows. Wow. You know, I made it. I I mean, thank you. uh, You changed my mind on that. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I mean, like Obi-Wan Kenobi is the reason uh, there's all strife in the universe, right? Because he showed a a sword to a kid and said, hey, you want to learn how to use it? Well, that was that was that was quite gun. Uh, no, Obi Wan Kenobi did that to Luke Skywalker. The the universe was at peace, right? That oh, uh, no, like, think, think about it. Like the greatest threat to the universe. Okay, another segue. The greatest threat to yeah, the yeah. universe is actually the Force, because that's where all the turmoil comes from. Is this uncontrollable godlike weapon, right? Right. That the light controls and 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 the dark controls. And but who do they appeal to? The young, the emotional. That's who they recruit. They don't recruit a bunch of old Yodas. They they create they recruit young people because they're mm-hmm. indoctrinable, right? Right. So they they can they continue this this struggle and it's it's really ceaseless and needless at the same time because it doesn't produce anything and it doesn't protect anything. The light just defends itself and those they can they deem innocent from the dark. 
And the uh, dark is just an alligator, right? It's doing what an alligator should do. It's, it's attacking, right? To survive. Right. So once that's finally gone from the universe, right? And Obi-Wan is the only one with really the knowledge to it. There's peace in the universe. Everyone's just sort of happy with the way things are. Well, not necessarily. There was still well, there's always contention, fighting but again. there's order. order. That's the point. There's order and, in the universe without the force around. And then Obi-Wan comes along and says, hey, hey, man, <laughs> I got a lightsaber. It was your dad's. You want to learn how to use it? But, you know, all shit breaks loose. Both the dark side and the light side are fighting for more than 50%. That's that's the issue at odds, isn't it? Well, yeah, is there's no balance. And that's what you need in life is balance. You need to have both, you know, negative and positive things to. And that lightsaber was the opportunity to tip it one way or another. And somebody took that chance instead of thinking about the greater good of balance. And it went the wrong way with Luke or with uh, his dad, right? That's why I blame I blame Obi Wan. He's the real villain. He is the real villain, but I'll say the fucking Disney Obi Wan show is amazing. See, like, I haven't I haven't seen that yet, so I don't know it? if like my whole philosophy on Obi Wan sucks now. Yeah, <laughs> it's changed. Like the no, it, it doesn't really it. change. It doesn't really mm. change. Mm-mm. He's there to protect Luke, like yeah. the whole time. So, okay, I think my issue with consumerism is our expectation to be consumers, like. If you're going to get married, you need to think about seat cushions and tablecloths and every flowers and all. The, maybe I just want to get married. Maybe I don't want the cost of a wedding to be forty grand to start. Maybe a funeral doesn't have to cost sixteen thousand, but it's these little expectations of you're not going to have the you know. And I think like student loans. Well, I'm expected to go to college and and try as hard as I can and I need as much money as I can and this is the right. route to take. And like, oh, well, you know, everybody else is eating like McDonald's fast food and all, you know, and it's like consume the hey, your neighbor just got the the new Azuzu. You need to get one too. And it's like, ah, right. that's what I hate. to consume. I agree. That's exactly yeah. what I was getting oh. at. You're just from birth, you're expected to here's, consume. Here's Christmas. You need to spend all of your money on everybody else. And hope mm-hmm. that they spend some on you, you know, like I want last Christmas. I was like, I told my friend, Adam, I was like, Adam, I want to get you a Christmas present and you're going to get me one. I'm going to spend $50 and say that was from you. And you're going to do the same thing. And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, guilt free spent. And he was like, yeah, I like this Christmas. <laughs> but why would I, why would I spend $50 on each of you when I could spend a hundred dollars on myself and free your money up for you? Well, here, you know, yeah, you know and here's the thing. When I grew up, there was limits to consuming. And right. let me give you an example. So, for example, um, you bought presents on holidays and birthdays for children. You didn't buy them for adults. When, right. When I, when, when I was growing up, when I was a kid in the 80s, like, I never saw my uncles and my aunts, like, giving each other gifts. They never no. did that. The meal. And they showed the up to meal, each other. The your, your presents. Yeah, it's just your presents, and you're just celebrating the day. So you have a meal, you have food. Yeah. All my friends now, I, I've fallen into this trap. I buy I buy gifts for adults all the time, like most of my friends. And, it, and of course it's very do. costly. It's new But in the back of my head, yeah, I'm still, my, my mind is still saying, why are we doing this? These are adults. They can buy the things that they want. Yeah. But that's been, I think that's been part of, that's you know who however that came to be however that emerged in our society whether intentional or not that that has changed now it's just everything all the time that's how you show adulation that's how you show respect is a gift you're buying something for yourself or someone or some Mm -hmm. purpose you know it's all an emulation but even i i was in a 
Christmas circle. And I was like, can I just make fudge for people? And they were like, that's great. Yeah. And yeah. gifts. And I was like, no. No, no, that is the gift. Me making the fudge is a gift. Yeah, like, exactly. And so, yeah, it just, because that's how I grew up. My mom said, if you make something for somebody, it means more. You know, if you put yeah. thought into it, it means more. So yeah, you bought a, a yeah. you bought a new house. I don't know you, and now I got to come and decorate it for you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. You had a new baby. I don't know anything about this baby, but you want me to buy something for it? I just yeah. don't. I don't get that. I just yeah. don't. I don't. I don't get people that want gifts and have random events to get them. <laughs> well, I think it ruins relationships too. Well, Go ahead, Zach. Yeah. But that's also like a love language to giving like giving gifts and receiving gifts like that's like part of some people's like um what do you call it affirmation yeah. of love and like it, it shows them that they that you Agreed. care about them and also some people that's how they show that they care about you like that's just right. like a but love putting... language there's like what is it there's like five types of love like mm. touch um um it's quality time things like that so like there's different ways that people convey their See, they, they... um I, they're, I they're love all that. Love just don't put it on a for calendar you. for me because then I feel obligated and I don't want to. No, yeah, no, I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah. Let me ask you guys because that brings up something that I think about all the time. Because I'll use an analogy for what you just said, Zach, because you're right. A lot of you know, a lot of people, that's how they, they show their affection is by constantly gift giving, right? Bring right. surprises, things like that. I liken that to like training a dog or training an animal. So by that, I mean. If I have a dog that I'm training, if I'm always gifting it with treats, that is the only thing it is worried about from me. That's what it wants from me all the time. Right. Everything else becomes secondary. The priority That's is what to it get sees that as treat. affection, right? Right. So anytime it does something, it is more of like a business arrangement. I give you the treat, you roll over or uh, you fetch yeah. the newspaper, right? As soon as I don't give you that treat and I ask you to do something, you're offended. Because that's not the relationship we have. The relationship is I give you a treat. You do something for me. Correct. Right. So I've, for whatever reason, I don't like that. And I like, that's why I use that analogy. Because when I train an animal, like if I trained a dog or a horse or whatever, mm -hmm. I'm, tr I would rather that this is a respect. So if you do something for me, it's because you know, I will do something for you. So right. the gift, I guess it's just a definition of the gift, you know, as, as like the action is the gift as opposed to just a. A material thing, you mm. know, a box of chocolates or a, a video game or whatever. Yeah, you know, what do you guys think about right? That, but though? it's it's not just uh, material though. It could also be done with words of affirmation. Candle you know, is that like, you consider that a gift? Like if someone says yes, I love you, that's a I gift. I totally do. Really? Yeah, no, for real. That's a, that's a love language. It's a way of like confirming that you yeah. care about this person. It's the same. You can do the same thing with a dog to train them. You you touch them. You know, right. it's like good boy. You know, and you pet them in the head. Like yeah, I did right. That's what I'm saying. That's but that's a that's a bond of respect. But it's the same yeah. thing to me. It isn't that that because I that. What's the difference between touching someone and because giving them a gift? In the in in the absence of a gift, like a physical thing, mm. that's when it becomes a contention. But I might skip a beat with my affirmations, with my my love and uh. my affection, and that's okay. That's that is that's that's okay. That can be forgiven. That isn't considered a breach of contract, let's say. Right. But if our contract, if our relationship well, is always based on me giving you something mm -hmm. and I don't, when I ask you to do something, then you, then you question it, right? Cause you don't, your trust was based on that. Maybe it's more obvious, but I think it still happens um, with, let's just take words of affirmation. Like if you don't say you love them in good night, right. one night, you know, and you do that every night they're gonna feel like what the fuck's going on like yeah. is he mad at me like that's gonna you, that's gonna you pop would forgive someone just as easily let's say like in, in both examples 
it does the, they're equal to you well no not not necessarily to me but what i'm saying is they can be right like because they're it's just it's, it elicits the same response in your mind you get right. that hit of dopamine so if i didn't if i said i love you for a month and then didn't say it but instead handed you flowers but didn't say i love you would that feel good or would you resent the flowers because you didn't get the i love you i think i think it, de it depends on how you're yeah. how you i think that's a new communication yeah because stuff. something yeah. else is up yeah like you would question it right you would and question like, it yeah and then but also when you're training an animal you don't always give that's them my sugar. Point. you know you you start you you start to sometimes you give them a, a gift i love that you, you made don't. that connection so like, by the way i feel i got most of my communication skills from caesar milan the dog whisperer <laughs> well, dude. because simple commands are make the difference but i also believe that verbal affirmations life isn't one gift every month it's everything that zach's talking about and maybe a gift you know to cover any mistakes but you want to you have to want to give the gift because you care a lot about that person like i don't i don't i hate feeling obligated to give somebody something but if i walk by something and go man that reminds me of fucking marco and just get it and send it to him i think that's a better gift than oh it's yeah, christmas it's and you gift. didn't get yeah. me what i wanted you know right yeah mm -hmm. yeah, yeah I, wasn't I, on I'm my list <laughs> yeah no really i do that with we memes. Santa Claus 24 7 i, I i'm right. really actually still hoping even now that i can reach a point in my life where i just don't have to get gifts for adults anymore like yes. just it's a birthday party and we just show up now we buy shit you know you bring liquor maybe or whatever but well, a potluck boom, so. right Right. Yeah, that that's a that's a gift. That's that's enough. I don't need something from you. You know, plus, it's a firm if our relationship. If, if it's Christmas, do you really want me diverting some of my funds away from your child to get you a gift, or would you like me to invest everything I have for a gift into your child and get them a better gift? And you, we get a conversation, right? And and how ugly a thought of a thought is that? Like, there's some bank account that's just devoted to the amount of gift giving I'm gonna do. And if right. you, like if I don't give something to you, it goes to your kid. Like I owe you a thousand dollars worth of gifts or something. Right. Well, that's how a wedding is. If you don't give somebody yeah. a wedding gift, you have up to a year to get it for them before they hate you. Come on now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's. It's very strange. It's the expectations to spend. And I, I just, as a poor person, I don't like that. And so my no. mom, for me, a gift was more of a reason to get together and spend time together. Like, right. look, we just got the Atari 2600. Let's hang out as a family and play. And so mm -hmm. the gift was the night, not the Atari. You know what I mean? Absolutely. No, I agree. Mm -hmm. yeah, I love that. All right. Let me see. I do. Uh, did you have anything to wrap up, Zach? You just got super dark. I love it. Wait, you're not black, oh, right? I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, but sometimes, sometimes that identifies. I have black. a friend who wishes he was black, like genuinely. <laughs> he wishes he was a black man, not and not white man. Yeah, uh, Marco. What I want to ask more about audio pong, like mm. you, you all have an amazing sound, right? And like, I rarely get to talk to a producer, editor promoter podcaster you know what You're i mean doing Some, too many favors man <laughs> a lot of times i just get to talk to a host but like i want to ask both of you just kind of what microphones you use i'm going to start with marco what kind of microphones you use is are oh. they what you started with yeah so um i bought this one a few years ago it's a it's a road nt usb road mix excellent microphones um i was hesitant at first because it's a usb yeah and that is one of the one of the 
troubles with a USB microphone I've kind of learned over the years is that your driver and program settings, they just, it's a whirlwind. You have to really, you have to spend the time, dig down, see what's messing with what. You got to get a virtual right. soundboard going to try and fix it or just control it in general. Um, right now, this is just a clean feed. It's just, you know, I've turned everything off. I've, I've got it, you know, amped down a little bit, but that's it. Um, it's an excellent microphone once you get it to that point. Um, that and speech classes, that helped me at least. Um, that was a thing for me in high school and then also at other jobs I've had in my life. Mm -hmm. So I just, you know, if I wasn't taught, I taught myself how to, you know, give speeches, how to tell a story, things like that. Yeah, no, I get that. I told everybody a year before I started podcasting, I looked in a mirror and recorded myself so I could mm -hmm. see what I was doing wrong. And I would hear my nervous laugh and then I would try and eliminate that. And then I would listen to YouTube people and I'd be like, I could do that accent or Dan Rather or like voices like John Williams from 720 AM. Man, don't you want to be that guy? I love that. Yeah. But it was more yeah, about getting, getting to sound correct versus getting out there fast, right? My belief is that the, yes, I mean, sound quality, even if people don't talk about it necessarily, their brain is paying attention to it. And you right. and I pay attention to things like that, um, like how long I listen to a video or what, how long my attention is captured based on what I'm listening to. And I've, I did notice and still do that I lose a I, I lose attention immediately sometimes if the sound quality is bad. I just, it, yeah, there's a, too. a lack of professional sort of a lack of professionalism that seems behind it. Like if you don't care about the sound, then why do you care about the rest of what's going on? Right. And it does start with the mic. I think you need a, you need a good microphone. And thankfully now good microphones are quite affordable. I mean, they're in the hundreds of dollars range, but that's mm -hmm. to be very affordable. You know, you yeah. can easily save up for that. That's the one of two pieces of equipment you need to podcast, you know? So, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what, the sword, you know? What are you using, Zach? Exact I same like thing. That. So I did some research. Yeah, I did some research, and then I was looking at some XR um, yeah. cable mics, and then I was just like, then you had to also yep. buy an interface as well that's for that. I'm and I'm like, this is just, it was getting expensive. And I was like, Marco says this one works really well. He's been using it for other things. I listened to his recordings yeah. and stuff. We used it once before. We tried to do a podcast um, before Audio Pong, and it, we just never really picked up because we just, I don't know if it was timing it was or what. Yeah, it was but it commitment, timing, gear, yeah. everything. It was just it wasn't right. Right. Yeah. No, we yeah. go through a lot of evolutions in making our mistakes. You know, and I started with 34 podcasts that I could make concepts that I could make without anybody else's help, like going to mm. church and recording masses or mm. uh, going to the veteran center and talking to vets or, you know, the retirement communities and getting stories from older people. Like I tried all those things. And one of those mm -hmm. was public access stuff. And I was just, it was just like, well, you got free content on the internet archive. Just put that up as a podcast and practice your audio skills, you know? So. Yeah, that's a that that's a yeah. really good point you made. I, I mean, you you're surrounded by resources, right? right? Yeah. I mean, what what it's just a matter of molding. Yeah. In, in, into something lucrative, I suppose is what the goal is, uh, in, at least in part. Yeah, you know? yeah. Is that how you started then? Those public access stuff. I started and, with the unsigned countdown. Like we were we were the first music review podcast on Stitcher. You mm -hmm. know, like when we, and wow. so. 
what I did was I would get 10 songs a week and then I would have three hosts and I rate them one to 10. And then we would have the top, you know, we would promote all the songs because every podcaster needs content. And if you can fill half of your stuff with songs, you know, yeah, <laughs> and then we time, would, yeah. we would review them and get them to get together. And then we were so big. We had eight hosts, top five, bottom five. And we had bands like listening to our podcast in real time, mess- messaging us that camp sites were listening to our episode because they were about to be featured some really cool stuff, but then personalities conflicted. People didn't like redesignation of the roles, you know, Yeah. And, but they like, here's the thing I want to say about you two. You're so lucky. And I am with Jeffrey because you can't do it alone. Like I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that alone. It is a lot. Yeah. You know? Well, it is just a whole lot. Nobody wants yeah, to I... listen to just me. It's so monotone. People will tune out. Right. But to have, but to have a consistent <laughs> co-host changed my life. And that's why I think I really respected you guys. Cause you were obvious friends and willing to do this together. And I, Oh yeah, it's, we're it's... lucky. I, I always feel lucky with Zach because I mean, yeah, you know, we always joke. It's the problems we get along with that also helps a lot too. I mean, I mm-hmm. feel like we work well together, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, right. communicate well to me. That's number one communication um, yeah. for any relationship friend yeah. or, you know, or foe, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I hate you. I hate you, Ezekiel. Oh, we're on the same page. Very good. (laughs) That's what happened. Personalities started conflicting, and then somebody wanted to badmouth people to get up on the top. And I thought this was all ridiculous because this was just something I made. It's a podcast. Fuck you. You can show up. You can't. You know, I thought it would be that easy. But they were like, I want to be number one. And we find the narcissist in the room. Yeah. Right. And then somebody, you find the pacifist that's like, I'm out of here. I don't want to deal with it. And then everything falls apart because that's your main host you know that and is so, always the problem yeah so i, no, so I definitely I, feel lucky yeah i came back relying on just that audio from the internet archive yeah. and then i met jeffrey and so i had a co-host and we started doing what i always wanted these conversations you know yeah i'm, I'm already thrilled by the, the concept thing especially if i'm you know lucky enough to live a long life you know coming yeah. back to listen to this shit when i'm 80 you know right <laughs> like oh I think it's just cool that yeah. it's on here forever, right? Like it's never going away. So like when I'm dead, you know, my family can listen to yeah. my voice again. Ooh, Isn't that like crazy? It's like yeah, I'm almost that's in the room. Doing it. Maybe that's not a good thing for that. Maybe that's, that's not healthy. I have this I fantasy that like, or like what I believe that there was five civilizations before us, mm-hmm. and I imagine that they always get sent un- under sunder to by volcanoes or some seismic collision, but something survives and it digs up the past and finds the bible right and they're like oh this is the words we'll live by and i imagine like sometime in the future earth will be destroyed and they'll dig something up and it'll be my podcast and they'll be like oh this is how civilization was let's try working on it like i'm going to be the next bible (laughs) wow how big is conversations (laughs) you aim for the start the bible you I don't know, man. That's not that. That's not that bad. I say humans are gods. Right. Well, so, they are, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, we're super beings. It's like we're the only species, at least on this planet, that can control everything around them: their environment, the weather, the you know. We can literally seed clouds right. and make it rain. Like yeah. that's a thing we've done. Like, that's amazing. We've gone oh, you're, out you're of our engine planet. for life. That's, that's I mean, insane. how is that not a god? You can literally create life, or not, right? And yeah. destroy it. 
on mass right levels. Now, like, These motherfuckers are burning in hell. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, we're not. Hell, hell is the absence of light, not the burning of it. You know what I mean? It's just that's what I learned from what the prophecy when the devil movie? was just when the de- yeah the movie. I love that movie. The devil was just like. Hell isn't fire. It's the absence of God. It's the absence yeah. of hope. And I was like, right. oh, I, I could take that. Well, <laughs> I'd live that now. You know? <laughs> that's uh, Dante's Inferno as well. It, as you, The further you get, the deeper you get into hell, the further you get from God's light. Ah. And the, the, the seventh level right. or ninth yeah, level, something nice. like that of hell is, is just ice. And then it's, it's a devil right. frozen. That's know? how Hades is too, isn't it? In Greek mythology, it's got levels uh, to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's well, there's like Tartarus, right. which is like the equivalent of what the you know Christian what like. hell is Sorry. like. <laughs> no. And then there's the field of Elysium, which is part of um the uh right. Hades as well. Like it's part of the underworld, but that's like heaven. So like yeah, there's different designations. Yeah, but it like seems it. seems it's like it seems like what I like about the Greek mythology or the Greek beliefs is that it doesn't matter who you are, if you die you're going to the underworld like that's just the, the that's just earth too right, right. Like the, the only place don't the heaven right. is only well, for the gods so to speak right, right. there's different rewards right but... and, and, and in the field of elysium not many people get to go there it's i think it's like children and like ridiculous right good people exactly and a, a um, warrior that would be like, a hell to war- people, a warrior right yeah yeah and most people are living in like a a, a dank world where it's just cold and and dark and, and it's like it's not a pleasant right. place to live or to exist so that's why i like the road nt be microphone <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, i'm using the xrt with a scarlet interface but the scarlet interface has two channels and the microphone only plugs into one so it ends up that i have to mm. stereo it on my zoom so i don't know but if people like that i like that i like giving podcasters help i I never get to talk about that you know yeah i I think yeah there's more you you yourself will develop a better thing when you have a community to work with on it i mean right you know what i mean like i i all my good ideas were fed off of someone else's good idea in some way you know we call it inspiration i guess whatever but yeah uh it's fun to me too i agree and i think that uh uh i want to help you know one thing i always say and i believe i mean it is that i i want i want you i want to celebrate your victory as well i want right. this, there's no reason for me to be jealous of your success yeah you know because at the very least i could be learning from it too you know that's so Snoop, there's Snoop competition dog. snoop dog just said that he just said you're appreciating my music but you got to understand that i'm putting a spin on somebody's music you never heard of right <laughs> exactly no exactly yeah that's why i love it when uh like to me, the, the 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 honest musicians are when they you know when they ask me like well, who inspired you, who did you listen to, and it's always someone you never heard of. It's like yeah, yeah. Okay, now I know he's being honest, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, although there's some people that are like, how nichey can I go? I love Iron true. Butterfly. That's true. How could yeah. you? You know, <laughs> Iron Butterfly. That sounds fun. It is. Is yeah. that a real yeah. band? Yeah. How do uh, I have to look that up? I like oh, that man. title. Inagata Devita. They have a. You've heard, yeah, you heard that song. Yeah. It's oh, 19 okay, minutes. okay. Unless you listen yeah. to the Slayer version, then it's just two. Yeah. <laughs> well i was introduced to worm rot last night and they have like 30 second songs fuck I yeah love that was that. so fun i love that i wish i had a playlist just full of misfits and 30 second songs you know so log on to spotify it's waiting for you 
Wow. Oh, I love that. Well, I, I don't pay for Spotify. Maybe I should, mm. but I can't random my song lists and it bugs me. Because I, I bought mm. music on Apple. They were like, hey, buy this CD if you like it. And I did. And then I spent like $400 on the music I liked. And then they were like, hey, subscribe and get all the music for nine ninety nine. I was like, where does my music go? <laughs> mm. So I invested in Apple and that's where I'm at. Well, I love it. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, there's a lot of unique music too, yeah. which I like. That's something that I like about both platforms. And I hope it never gets ruined is that there's a lot of independent. Yeah. And, you know, and the fact that we're on there for free, you know, I mean, that's fantastic. Right. Yeah. I love yeah. it. How did you guys feel about, I don't know if you have a feeling about, how did it affect you or how do you feel about the Joe Rogan, Neil Young fight and the boycott of Spotify and all that stuff? Um, I didn't know that was why? happening. Yeah, I'm glad. I, Congratulations. I wow. I like that. I have ignorance is bliss. Well, I like shit. to know that it didn't explode into like a normal conversation, that it might have been just something small. I like that. Well, for me, that for me, it breaks down into a free speech argument, right? And yeah. the fact that, first of all, I, I think Neil Young is anti-free speech. I don't think he's really a free speech proponent like he claims to be when he speaks in person or through his music because he's one of those people that as soon as they don't like it, then they think it should be shut down. That's not free right. speech. Right. Whereas Joe Rogan is the complete opposite. That's why I defend him in, okay. in, in that in that you know that argument. I think Neil Young was just an idiot. I really don't even think Neil Young is in charge of Neil Young. You know what I mean? Like the, the name is, you know what I mean? The, the, the industry owns yeah. his name and his he's music. So yeah, he's a brand. And so he'll respond to his brand, if that makes sense. Right. Um, so not that I want to take away any blame from him, but it's it's really childish in nature. And when it comes down, it's about, for me, it's about free speech. And that's why I think yeah. Neil Young, if I'm to blame a single person is an idiot. I think that was really yeah. stupid. And I think Spotify is still stupid for some of the things they do. I don't like that they've removed some episodes from Joe Rogan's podcast and other podcasts. People think it's Agreed. just Joe Rogan getting pruned. He's not nope. the only one. Oh. Um, so I think that's bullshit. You know, I agree. I, yeah. I agreed on that. Neil Young, in attempting to protect his right, diminished other podcasts. Like right. our our pod because of the boycott people didn't listen to the counterpoints to what Joe Rogan was saying from time to time, which made Joe Rogan one of the only podcasts that was still getting listens, which diminished, mm -hmm. diminished our, our, our stuff. I wish Neil Young had been like, maybe you should listen to other podcasts like pod public access America or audio pong, you know? <laughs> well, so I, yeah. The, and I think other musicians in the past have made much better arguments like, um, yeah, uh, D. Snyder from Twisted Sister. I really like him. Um, or Frank Zappa, who I really, really like even more. I think they, you know, they're, if they were to say it, I would, they would probably put it more like, well, you know, I think what he's doing is, or this, that, and that is really stupid, you know, but right. we shouldn't be attacking his, his right to say it. Like right. that just instantly gets you respect. Like if Neil Young had said that, people would have been like, you know what, Neil Young's. That makes a good point. Maybe I don't agree with you know Joe Rogan or his guest or whatever. Right. But instead, it came. They came out like a child, you know, yeah. just shaking a, a foam sword. It's like who you think? It's like right. I knew who was going to win that argument before that argument finished. You know, well, it's like who did, Neil who Young. Lost, rest who in lost? Peace. Who lost that argument? 
Well, Neil Joe, Young did. Joe Rogan got millions of subscribers. Yeah. Neil right. Young sold millions of albums. But oh, that's a good point. Public yeah. Access America missed two-thirds of its audience because people boycotted Spotify. So wow. who are you really hurting in that Yeah, it's always the little guy who gets the pinch. Sure. Yeah, right. And I so mm. the first thing I did, I went to the Joe Rogan website and said, I'll be on your show because I think that's what's important, the counter- the counter conversation, rational people having rational conversations. Yeah, they get in the weeds. We say some stupid stuff, but that's the point. Americans say some stupid stuff and they need to know they have the space to unsay it or, or elaborate, right? Oh, that's, I think, really important. I think that's what's missing from social media is the yeah. uh, giving people the ability to say, look, I said something dumb or, yeah. you know, I'm not that person anymore. I don't even believe, like, I, I agree with you. That version of me is, well, he said it's stupid. Right. I don't think that way anymore. Change me. Don't do I that. said it so you would change me. Me and in hopes change the world that feels the same way that's how i feel you know? Uh, the, you know there's my my favorite line from the movie bright from the orc cop uh when they're they're hiding in the bathroom and they're kind of patching up their wounds and he's like I, you know, the reason you know the reason he didn't tell his partner the truth was because you you, you can't there's no taking there's no backpedaling anything from humans right. I mean, everything is so definite when you say that. and that was that was telling i was like yes i agree but we live in that world that's very yeah unfortunate but you don't have to backpedal. You just have to allow your mind to be changed. Like if somebody says, hey, your view on you know, masculinity is wrong, I'd be like, all right, let's get on the show. Let's talk about it, you know? Yeah, and I think there needs to be respect too. Like, and I, I work on this, that respect for people's minds who you can't change, you know? Um, yeah. I don't have to agree with you, but I, I'm, I shouldn't be upset that I couldn't change your mind. Not really, you know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you're causing trouble. That's different, I suppose. If you're causing harm, then... Yeah. You should be disciplined, but that's different, I think, take. <laughs> True. I like was that. that the only question you had? Or go so, ahead, Doug. What was happening between Neil Young and Joe Rogan? I, I, I Joe Rogan that said, out. I'm on a routine for COVID. One of the things I'm taking is ivermectin because I couldn't get mm. vaccinated. I, I had, He wanted an appointment in Vegas. They filled up, he couldn't get one, so he started this protocol of 30 things, and vitamins, minerals, ivermectin. Yeah. And the media said, oh, Joe Rogan takes ivermectin. And well, yeah, he, among other things, but they didn't say that. And so Neil Young was like, oh, Joe Rogan's promoting ivermectin. We, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't listen to him. And everybody was like, oh, Spotify is siding with Joe Rogan's right to take that everything he's taken you know and then he did get vaccinated by the way and mm. spotify taking his side made everybody go boycott spotify <laughs> and it was because joe rogan said 30 words and one of the words people didn't like at the time and i found that offensive yeah, yeah. okay it was really silly i didn't know it was nature. that old yeah that was bad that was yeah. like that was that last year even uh it was a few years ago i think now was it that and then, long ago? And yeah, Neil Young, in, a, in an attempt to boycott, left Spotify and right. then begged basically to get back on. <laughs> so now he's back on Spotify. Well, oh, course. so he wasn't selling as much music. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, poor guy. Because he's the, not the Taylor Swift. Out. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say Taylor Swift. She's like never yeah. been on Spotify. She was just right. like, oh, I'm a part of that. They don't treat artists the way that I believe they should Agreed. be treated pretty much well that's why i backed out of the one contest i i got through like the first round of like interviewing or whatever so now i think that they showed interest 
And um, I looked at their contract because, and thankfully, because I was talking to a waitress at a bar who had, who had done the same thing. Yeah. And she told me, you know, you read that, you know, look what they really want. They want to own, they own your name. And then they take 99% of everything you make goes to them. And then you have to pedal to them. You have to do whatever they say. They own right. it. It's like the fucking mm-hmm. military. They'll, you got to do what they say because mm-hmm. you're a brand now. You're, if your name takes off, that's it. If you win or whatever, right? But even yeah. that, even if you don't win, that's what was bullshit. Even if you don't win, they still own your name until the universe burns out. That's like wow. literally in the contract. Like till the end of time, they own your name wow. and anything you make, you have to pay them under that name. I was like, fuck that. I'm not no a slave, way. you know. That's like one of those uh like American Idol shows. That was the one. Or the voice. Sorry. The, the voice. voice. Yeah. Yeah. The voice. Nice. The voice. And that was the most that was one that seemed the most sketchy to me because I always felt like when I watched the voice, the the judges, they just care about themselves and their they're, career. They're predators, they're totally, right? Yeah, they're predators. They're totally using these young talents. And this, and what's funny is there's a lot of people that come on that show that are way more talented than the people that are judging them, you know? Correct. Yeah, you know, someone like a, a woman who can play the guitar and sound like a siren while, you know, and she's being judged by a guy who literally auto-tunes everything he does. Like, come on. I, right. I don't, yeah. It, it's for people that own studios looking to prey on talent. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it's free money for them. What do they lose? They don't lose anything. Correct. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So I wasn't happy about that either, but you know, there's always that, that, that enticement. Oh, I can make it big and be a rich singer. Of course. That's what I want. You know what I right. mean? Right. But, uh, I don't know. I, I like to do it that way. I like the Katy Perry idea of like, make your money, then go back and play in the subways for fun. You know what I mean? Like, She's awesome. No, would I you, really, would you sell out power to her? in a heartbeat? I would sell out for five years. My contract would definitely say at some point when I make my millions, I'm out and you don't yeah. own me. And I'm going back to the subway to play my hits. You know? <laughs> no, yeah, be, be smart. And fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I but agree we, with that. Once you make your money on ballers, by the way, they they explained it that an an athlete has to earn ten million dollars. Once he earns ten million dollars, the interest from that will supply him and his family the rest of his life if he lives in a moderate way, or mm. a, you know, an opulent, moderate way, consistent way. Opulent, right? mo- opulent moderation. Well, he has a mansion. I have right. a room, so you know. But yeah, so once you make your money, I think. People are figuring it out. Once you make enough to survive the rest of your life, you don't have to go gung ho like MC Hammer. Like you can just maintain that and mm. not have to be exposed the rest of your life. Like Britney Spears, you know, she's gonna be, she's gonna have money no matter what for the rest of her life, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, presumably. Yeah. Well, a lot of them they start off so young and they don't know anything. They don't teach them anything. They just give them all this money, yeah, and then don't teach them how to use it. Mm-hmm. You right. Know? Or their parents take. Yeah, they get it. They get used. <sighs> does whatever. Waste it. Right? Yeah. 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 That's the the world is just full of predators trying to monetize their prey. You well, know we're all I mean? predators. Yeah. Yeah. Or prey. Well, technically, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can live in a different way if you make decisions that benefit other people when they you have an ability to instead of just yourself. You know. Like I, I told my roommate, I was like, what are you mm-hmm. listening to? He's like country. I was like, I don't like that. So he turned it off and I was like, you don't have to turn it off for me. He's like, no, you're going to have to live with my disappointment. And I was like, well, that feels better. Cause it's about me. You know? <laughs> like, no, that's not true. Keep that's it. well, why did you say that? That's like uh that's like the, oh, what was I talking about earlier? I forgot already, right. but you know, if you mentioned, if you give your opinion on something, what are you really saying? Right? What's the Freudian side of that? You're really telling him, Hey man, turn that shit up. I don't want to listen to that. It was a country rap fusion and 
I don't think <laughs> anybody that loves country or rap should ever listen to it. I think maybe somebody that's never heard music before can listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I really feel like, yeah, like I don't like modern country for the most part. I think it's too much of a, it really is just Southern rap or Southern yeah. pop. But yeah. um, but to there's each, still some good country out there. You know, to like, each their own. That's fine. But yeah, yeah, tell, exactly. Tell me who okay. the audience is beyond Kid Rock doing country. <laughs> that puts he still sells out, man. He just had it. He just he's on tour right now. It's unbelievable. Yeah, because yeah. he. And I can't stand I can't people. Either, him. But he's. Yeah. Su- I can't. I, I just hate it when people say their own name. <laughs> in, in music. I'm like, yeah, I know who you're listening. Who you are? So you're I'm not a fan of Cher or Prince or anyone whose name is their their title. No, when right. they sing, my name is name, Kid like, Rock. I'm a kid in their song. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, gonna add pronouns eventually. The Beastie Boys <laughs> even get annoying when they do that. <laughs> I'm a day slash them, and I'm wearing blue. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, that's not Kid Rock. He's the guy no, that gave hepatitis so. to my dream girl, Pamela. <laughs> he can go to hell. <laughs> He ruined my chances with Pamela Anderson, like I ever had him, you know? <laughs> oh, man, you dodged a bullet. Don't worry, man. Maybe. She was one of the sweetest people for a while. I don't know what happened to her recently, you know? Mm. But, yeah, I mean, we all have crushes when we're young. Somebody's yeah. like, what's your favorite campy movie? And I was like, uh, Not of This Earth with Tracy Lords. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so hey, that's like, a good one, yeah. Not of This Earth yeah. is a good one, yeah. Yeah, but it was more about Tracy Lords being topless well, than it was about the yeah. quality of the. Sh- she's, an interesting, <laughs> she's an interesting person too. She's like uh, she is. It's like a smart porn star. If, if, if you know, not that yeah. they're not smart, but yeah, she, she's evolved <laughs> and rebranded beyond it. Yeah, but she's also very cautious about what she talks about, which makes her a horrible guest. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I often worry about that too. Like if I, you know when the day comes that i do find some success out of this or voice acting or whatever yeah am i going to become you know a total pussy about it because i'm worried about you know protecting it what am i you know worried about what i'm going to say and what doors will they close i don't think so because because with our the way we've built our podcast it's it's about the free form of ideas fitting them into your form so if we so if we started curtailing our speech to Mm -hmm. please others our core audience would leave that's us true. well that's just it yeah like so what would like, we sell what would we be willing to sell out in order to make money because that's uh-huh. the whole point of that's what they do to you right but i don't think you would. I wouldn't want to you, you couldn't sure. you couldn't right no i mean you literally couldn't like it's not an option it's not an option to sell out to make money when we are building it that's hopefully the thought. thing yeah you can't you there there's there's not an option to curtail speech right. at that point because you're not going to be able to make money then because that's not our that's not right. our demographic our demographic our audience are people who want to hear ideas and hear different per- perspectives and things that's who that's yeah, our right. target I, I just hope it stays that way yeah i think you do tend to fall into a niche though like uh charlemagne the god right he's gonna fall into a certain niche where he has to promote a certain side because that's who his audience is and he wants to pander to them for 10 more bucks tucker carlson doesn't believe what tucker carlson says but his audience does so he needs to pander to that and that must be that must be a Mm. living hell to go from Mm. cnn to fox and lie knowing that you're from cnn but just making up stories to piss the other side off (laughs) but that's the thing like tosh what tosh 1.0 tosh 1.0 he fell into oh, yeah. Daniel Tosh, Joel McHale. They all fall, fell into these. Like I have to be this stereotypical version of me now, and nobody likes that anymore. 
So finding people that fit your format, I think, is what's cool. I guess what I'm saying is I hope the stereotype I become is the one I want. Me that's too. That's basically it. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the goal, essentially. You become your your character becomes the yeah. authentic yeah. self. And that's, and I, I'm fine with that. Yeah. That way it's yeah. easy. I would be, it would be nice yeah. to have something that can, I can finally focus on easily. You know, not that the work will be easy, but mm-hmm. the focus will be easy. The expansion a, of progress is yeah, beyond, I got no, beyond yeah. you. It, it's exponential at some point. The work you're putting in affects more than one other person, right? That's the and hope. at what point, <laughs> hopefully, and at what point yeah. am I willing to like also let go of it as well? Like, when will I sell it? Will I give it to someone Ooh, else? Yeah. You know, yeah, I, 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 that I, has to happen. I announced on a show if Russia wanted to buy our podcast $20 million and it's gone. It's yours, man. Because yeah. we each need $10 million to live our lifestyle like a baller. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> that's the time, man. But you Honestly, know, we, you can give me the Dan Bilzerian ticket. That's what I'm hoping for. We had you know? the, we had this chance to interview a guy. I'm not going to, I'm going to call him Chad, but he was in the Call of Duty games and then he was in this other movie about assassins and i was really excited because it was in the height of the pandemic and i really wanted to know what was going on and he came on and he was like by the way i can't be political because mm-hmm. my my studio doesn't want me to have a, an opinion one way or another on anything and i can't really talk about the pandemic or what i've been doing in the pandemic and i was like that was my whole fucking show yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we want to know what do you how what yeah. are you doing how are you right. surviving what do you think you know and so more popularity yeah. doesn't mean more freedom it's more restrictions like people are always like trying to shove commercials in their in their stuff to sound professional and i'm like that just tells me you need to survive on that and that's not content i want to hear <laughs> so if you're going to survive on content that i don't want to hear i don't want to support that yeah, it's delicate. I'm very, I'm, I'm so anti-commercial um, myself that right. I turn things off that I like when the commercial hits. So I wonder who else is like me. You know what I, I mean? I want them to look at their stats and go, "Why are people listening for only five minutes? Like, right? Why are they tuning mm-hmm. out after thirty seconds? I want them to see that in their stats because our stats are long because we took the commercials off the beginning. Red Circle dumped eight commercials in our episodes right in the middle Jesus. of like winston churchill or martin luther king there's this commercial and it's like yeah. fuck you, you know? yeah. <laughs> i don't need the commercials to sound professional like i told you i'm not going to make it public my idea for success but it's it's not cramming crap into sound professional it's becoming professional right yeah. right I wish podcasters understood that you're just alienating your no, your audience with two minutes of commercial. People only listen for the first 30 seconds. And if they hear quality audio, they're going to listen further until they yeah, don't hear. That's audio. what I think about too, is the bait. I, yeah. That's what I refer to it as like, how long can I bait your interest? Right. You know? Because I don't want to think, I don't want to bait you with what I'm talking about. Cause that's like you said, pandering, but I do want to get you in the room and sitting down. Right. If I can get that to happen, maybe you'll stay and listen to most of the conversation. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, hook, yeah. the hook. The reason Audio Pong exists is to share that conversation with the world. Yeah. Yeah. What is the uh, hook for you guys? How do you hook? How do you try to hook an audience? I'll tell you, you're a big, you and I keep mentioning bottled up bitches because what I was trying to do was change people. I'm trying, I'm not trying to get people back to the leftist left wall i'm trying to get people back to the center rationality and then like i'm triaging people here i'm like Mm. hey 
it's not, it's not leftist. It's normal to be human, right? Come here. And then they can decide where to go from there. Just please don't go back to MAGA, but put thought into it. If you're going to be MAGA, at least know you're MAGA, right? But come and have a rational thought. And then they go to audio pong and they learn more philosophical things. You're not like political topics, right? And then bottled up bitches is a sex, a sex conversation and they do the pronoun stuff and the freedom to be pot. So I don't have to do all that. So now I just get the topics during the week and we talk about them and wherever that, like our, the, the last episode we had, Jeffrey was like, yeah, uh, Trump hid documents. And I was like, yeah. And Bill Clinton hit a blowjob. And he was like, yeah, but the power structure of that relationship. And I was like, yeah, that's true. And then we went into this half hour of relationships and how sometimes we love people beyond their their usefulness. And will they come back? And I was like, I like the idea that we can free flow a conversation like that. It's so hard to mm -hmm. title. <laughs> you know? Yeah, tell me about it. Cause that's pretty much what we do. Yeah. Right. We are tangent. We are tangents of imagination, you know, and I love that because nobody's thinking about being imaginative about these solutions. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Marco, where, where do you want people to find your show audio pong? If we're going to wrap up now, um i would like for everyone to just google audio pong podcast and you'll find everything that uh all the platforms that we're on and then you can just choose and pick which one you like the best obviously we have a twitter account we have a tiktok account um i i prefer spotify but most of our listeners use apple so that's cool you know nice. we're we don't discriminate whatever device you want to you want to use man give us a listen check us out i love it and zach where do you want people to connect with the hosts of audio pong yeah, so you can uh, connect to us with um, with Twitter. Uh, we have an Instagram as well. We also have TikTok, so you can find us there. Um, I run uh, the TikTok, and I also do a lot with Instagram, and I post on uh, uh, on Twitter as well. But Marco does well, some it's of that. You, does right? a lot I mean, of that as well. Facebook should be coming up soon. Hopefully, we'll figure that one out. I want to get the Facebook going because we don't really have a Facebook yet. But yeah, yeah, we also have an email. So if you'd like to email us at uh, AudioPong um dot gmail.com or at mm -hmm. gmail.com um that's another way to reach at us um we have a patreon and we also have uh the red circle is our hosting site so if you go there you can also find all the the plethora uh, of choice to red find circle well. offers some exclusive content availability and it's a great host platform that's free so if you're considering a, a yeah. host platform you can consider red circle in that I really love that. And I want to let people know that if you want to be a guest in these conversations, you can do that by contacting either podcast. We, we've decided to kind of work together with guests and hosts to create some a bigger a bigger conversation with diverse perspectives, mm -hmm. but share those amongst the podcasts for for a more expansive conversation. So if you want to do that, you know, go ahead and DM. Uh, you can email them. You can you can DM me on Twitter. Our email is publicaccessamerica@gmail.com. But that just means I'm going to get a thousand spam emails because I said that. <laughs> I really appreciate you guys. I hope you know that. Thank you for. Being... Oh, you too, Jason. Thanks for having us on, man. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. Everybody, go us. listen to Audio Pong. Go go at least go and subscribe to it. I on Apple because what's an amazing thing is I will, I'll wrap up on this. Every Monday, well, every Monday you guys post. Our show pops up in the Apple feed with Bottled Up Bitches and Audio Pong. And it's a right great, on. it's a real great com combination of conversations. And you guys, your audio is loud enough to where I can play it on my Google device and actually hear you. So 
I'm glad. I'm glad to know that. that hey. Yeah, that's one thing. When I edit, I make sure I test it on my phone, just because yeah. I know most people are on their phone. That's the number one device, too. By the way, that people listen to us. I'm sure you're probably the same with all your listeners. Is the the phone for podcasting? Yeah, definitely mobile devices all the way. I love mm-hmm. it. Thank you, people, and thank you, thank Africa, you, for being a new demographic for both us and Audio Punk. We will talk yeah. to you next week. Jeffrey will be back for some more exciting adventures, and he'll probably talk about his guitar. Love you guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Welcome, welcome. To public access America. Yes, we can. Sunday live streams on YouTube. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter. Apple Podcasts, Podcast, Stitcher, Smart, Stitcher Radio, Smart Radio, 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 Public, and, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. In the making. In the making. In the making.